Is the Utah offense playing well enough to the point that Utah might legitimately have a chance to go into Washington and secure the top 10 upset we're talking about on today's Locked On Utes? You are Locked On Utes, your daily podcast on the Utah Utes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and thank you for making Lockdown YouTube your first listen every single day. We are available on all platforms, including YouTube and wherever you may get your podcast. Today's episode of Lockdown Utes is brought to you by our friends at LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. That's why LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. You can post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash College. Terms and conditions do apply. My name is JT Wister, so former intern inside the University of Utah Athletic Department. And on today's show, I want to talk about the Utah offense because we know the Utah defense is good. And we'll talk about the defense's success in the second segment, but really want to dive into the and opponent observations at the end. Want to dive into the offense in the first segment, especially because when you're talking about Utah's chances to beat Washington this coming Saturday, we know the Utah defense is one of the elite defenses in college football this season. Even against Oregon, they held their offense to the lowest output they've had this season, and that was their worst game, and Oregon offensively played better than Utah did defensively, but still, like holding Oregon's offense under 40 is not, is not an easy feat. We're watching that, uh, watching that play out. So Utah's defense absolutely is playing at a high level and a championship level. I don't think there's any question about that. It's the offense. That's the question, but this is where it's nice. For us, for Utah perspective, is we have something to go off of as it pertains to Utah's offensive success a little bit to show like, okay, maybe there's some signs that they can get enough from their offense because they're obviously not going to go into Husky Stadium and hang 55 on Washington. But I think there are positives we can take from the Arizona State game. And even looking back at some of the past few games, right, and say like, okay, there's a path for Utah to have victory against Washington. Is it a likely one? Probably not. But there's a chance. And I think as Utah fans, we all want to talk ourselves into that chance. And there, there's a real chance here when you're still dealing with the Utah team, who is one of the 20 best teams in the country, even with all the injuries they've sustained, which is just unreal when you think about it in that regard. But um, yeah, so what was like looking at what was the key to Utah being able to score 55 points? I really think it was overall just the execution offensively. And, I, you know, if I had to pin it in one area, I think I would say the offensive line winning the line of scrimmage. And I know I, I say that frequently. I'm sorry. I think football games are really important there. And especially when you're dealing with a backup quarterback. Because Bryson played his best game of the season. And if you're saying, like, what were the difference of this one and some of the other ones? Well, Bryson had more time in this game than he might have had in any other game this season. Utah made him very comfortable in the pocket. They had eight-man protections at times even. And obviously lots of six- and seven-man protections sprinkled throughout to uh, the RPO game. You know, the option stuff they were running that allows him to either, you know, like pitch it to Jalen Glover or he could keep it a couple times just on in a regular, you know, option situation. That's where... I, I thought Utah did a great job put, giving Bryson opportunities to make plays, and Bryson's just clearly also getting really comfortable with this offense. And that's, you know, Coach what was asked about that post game too, and said Andy's starting to open it up more. But you can see Bryson's just really comfortable right now in terms of just playing on the field. You, the more reps you get, the better you're going to be in game. This is the most games Bryson started by far. He's through a career high four touchdown passes in this game too. So you can see that just gradual growth and improvement. And I thought he did a good job distributing the ball too. So. I think the offensive line, also in the run game, some of the holes were gaping. The push off the line was exceptional. The line of scrimmage would be established three yards down the field. Running backs for Utah wouldn't get con contact until they were three yards down the field. Just 
the interior of Utah's offensive line and the off did the off the tackles did a good job kicking guys out. The interior offensive line did a good job generating that push and the zone blocking in particular for Utah. Great job working together on those double teams because they were getting such great push on the defensive tackles easily working up to the linebackers. So then you're breaking runs into the second level for huge results to guys like Jaquin and Jackson having big runs. We saw Bryson have a couple of nice runs too. So just a great showing for Bryson and the offensive line was a huge reason Utah was able to have success in this one. But um, also just love the creativity that Utah used in this game too, whether it was more Bryson runs, doing different things, motion, all of that. Utah does a, did a better job this game than probably Oregon. A little more up-tempo as well. I think that's something that's important to mention when you're talking about uh, Utah's offensive success here. And I'm just so glad, too, the Utah offense has done a better job of getting Devon Bailey the ball. He's by far their best receiver and their best pass catcher currently right now, and I'm glad they're able to find him. His first touchdown was just a good job schematically by Andy Ludwig saying, hey, we've you know this is a similar formation. We always run the ball in this. We've been running the ball. We know – you know, Utah wants to run the ball, Arizona State does, so they're like, oh, it's going to be a run, and that's what leads to the coverage bust. If that was against a pass-happy team, I don't think that coverage bust happens because you're USC, right? You're more worried about the throw. When it comes to Utah, that's that's not the case. You're worried about the run, and then they beat you with the pass there too. So, And Bryson had a couple of really nice throws throughout this one too. I know I talked about him a little bit, but he had one to Landon King late over the middle of the field, low placement so it wouldn't be picked off. I thought that one was nice. His one to Devon Vele did a good job going through the progressions. Obviously throwing it up top to Meneer McLean, giving your playmaker a chance to go up top and get it. I thought that was that was awesome. And I really do like what Meneer's bringing to this offense. It seems like one or once or twice a game, he's going to bring in a big pass. You know, Money Parks has been a little bit quieter later, kind of does, makes a couple catches and contributes a little bit, but hasn't had that, you know, big game-changing play frequently that we thought we might see more of from him this season. So, but he, he's done a very good job. So I just like that Utah has these four receivers because we know Mikey Matthews being the quick little slot guy that he is. It gives them an element, too. I really like how this receiver room is rounding out for Utah. they got guys who can win, and you got a guy in Landon King who's an athletic pass-catching tight end, too. So I uh, liked what I saw from the receivers and really feeling good about Bryson Barnes as for what he is. And it's look, Utah does have some things, though. Like, we're looking ahead, like, how they're going to – beat Washington there's still a little bit too much interior pressure for my liking Mokafisi still struggles on twists and if you guys don't know what that is defensive end looping over the defensive tackle basically they you know the defensive tackle normally comes at the guard defensive end normally comes at the tackle basically they go over top of each other once the ball is snapped try to create that chaos and confusion Mokafisi's continued to get locked on the defensive tackle whoever is there and he does not come off quick enough so that's an interior pressure you cannot allow interior pressure to come in and Bryson made a couple of really good throws when facing interior pressure but that is something where I'm like okay against Washington you got to you got to clean that up because Caleb Williams made some unreal scrambling plays against the Huskies and the Huskies defense isn't yeah, a game changer obviously they gave up 40 points but that is to Caleb Williams so it's not like that's a there's no shame in giving up 40 to Caleb Williams because we know the USC defense is going to give up 50 anyways but yeah this is just a scenario for Utah where I think the offense is starting to find their rhythm at the right time liking what I'm seeing out of Bryson Bryson and Andy it feels like they're they're really I don't like their relationship's always been good but I just feel like they're clicking better than they ever have been before whether that is Bryson's decision making I uh, like the formations, like I said, the different things that Utah is doing. I, I think they're doing a really good job there, and that's what is allowing Utah to have the success that th – that's what allowed Utah to score 55 points in this game too. And it also helps to have an athlete like Nate Johnson, right, who can come in late and run like that. And, yeah, I was totally fine with them giving Sione Vaki a break in this one, but one of Sione Vaki or Nate Johnson I think still needs to have plays in the game coming up against Washington because they're just they're Utah's two fastest guys. So I think you've got to get them on the field and the ball in their hands, allowing them to make plays. And 
yeah, I hope that Utah continues to use their speed because those guys are our special playmakers. So I do think this Utah offense is playing well enough right now to the point where if the defense forces some turnovers and if Utah can keep it low scoring, I do think Utah will have a chance against Washington. That's what we're going to be breaking down the game against the Huskies all week. But of course, the reason I'm high enough on the offense to the point that they could win the game is because the Utah defense being one of the best units in college football on the defensive side of the ball. I'm going to dive into why they're having such immense success defensively on the season as a whole in one moment. But first, I want to talk to you guys about our friends at Athletic Brewing Co. Now time for your game changer of the week brought to you by athletic brewing company, much like I'm going to go with Bryson Barnes. I thought he played a really good game. I don't, like I said, I don't know if I would say like, Oh, he's the, was the best player on the field. I thought the Utah, it was a good team win for Utah, but throw a career high in touchdown passes. I thought Bryson did a great job. I'd give him player of the game, but just like Bryson did a great job for Utah, leading them down the field. Athletic brewing has completely changed the non-alcoholic beer game. They make non-alcoholic beers that actually taste really good. Their brews are great tasting award-winning and beat out full strength beers in global competitions. They brew over 50 styles of craft non-alcoholic beer, including IPAs, golden sours, and so much more. They're truly fit for all times, whether that's watching the big game going to your kids games tackling work or even working out and there's no hangovers ever you can find athletic in store or online and at bars around the country first-time customers can use code locked on to get 15 percent off your order that's l-o-c-k-e-d-o-n at checkout for 15 percent off at athleticbrewing.com near beer exclusions and conditions apply athletic brewing company fit for all times I also want to talk to you about another sponsor of today's episode of Locked On Utes in our friends at UCCU. The UCCU mobile banking app pays your entire family to learn about money. Kids look to parents to become more financially literate. Parents, they don't always know the answers. Learner breaks down financial topics into fun, bite-sized educational games like quizzes and trivia. Every time a family member completes a topic, they earn points that can occur and can be redeemed for gift cards to stores like Amazon, Apple, Sephora, Walmart, Nike, and more. There is age-appropriate content for every member of the family who can compete against each other and track their progress on leaderboards. Learner is inside the UCCU you mobile bank app so play it anytime anywhere the more you play the more you learn and the more you learn the more you earn learn and earn part of ucc's award-winning be money smart youth banking program helping kids teens and parents have fun while becoming more financially literate together uccu love where you bank let's talk about this utah defense held arizona state under 100 yards rushing and under 100 yards passing just incredible stuff from the utah defense i mean Anytime you can only hold an opponent to three. Like we know Rice Eccles stayed in the crowd, all that that brings into it too. But just that execution on the field, this defense has been so dominant. And I want to talk about just a little bit more what makes them so elite. And also like in part, what went into this performance, right? It really is to me, all four elements of play calling, defensive line play, linebackers, and secondary play coming together so that Utah is having the success. When you're talking about the Utah defense, to me, the guy on the Utah defense right now, there's a lot of candidates for it, but I think you do start with Joan Ellis. Had a sack and a half yesterday. Just so productive and relentless when getting after the quarterback. And when on the right side or left side, Utah lines him up where they think they think that he has a favorable matchup. I love just watching him go to work, whether it's the hands, the speed, the technique, the bend. He spin move. He, he can do it. He can rush from anywhere and get it done. So I'm loving the way Joan Ellis is playing. He's one of the elite pass rushers in college football. And your goal is, what is my thing with Bryson? I always talk about when Bryson is at his best, when he's comfortable, every quarterback's at their best when they're comfortable. Jonah Ellis excels at making quarterbacks uncomfortable. And he's not the only one on this Utah defensive line either. Connor O'Toole is really coming on, had a sack this previous game. Van Fillinger is beginning to force, continues to force pressure as well. If you have three guys that can rush the passer like Utah does, I think you're in a good position, right? Because you want to be able to rotate those guys because offense defensive linemen need to rotate them in and out just because you're rushing 
so hard. You're always reacting. It's just a very difficult position to play every down. It's why you see guys at the NFL, even the guys the best in shape, get subbed out so frequently because they are reacting, sprinting around, trying to do so many things. So that's where it's good to have three for me because you can always have like even on long drives, it's like the guys who are on the field can play six snaps and then it's like, oh, or like let's say – it's Van Fillinger and Connor or J- and Jonah Ellis, right? That's where maybe Van gets three. They get a first down. It's like, okay, let's bring Van off. Let's bring in Connor. And then Jonah would go. And then if they got like another first down in three plays, okay, Jonah's been on for six plays now. We got to get him out. So then you're running someone over and, and making that substitution. That's where I think the luxury of having three defensive ends who can rush the passer. Are. And all three guys do a good job. That right, the And they're good run defenders too. They do a good job setting the edge. That's what Van does really well. Van and Jonah are the best run defender defensive ends and the two best pass rushing defensive ends are Connor, his athleticism Kyle Whittingham going into the season said that Connor was the best pass rusher on this team I think now you would say Jonah Ellis because of what he's done but Connor coming on strong had the injury that slowed him down early looking really good right now and of course part of the Utah's defensive success is their ability their run defense and one of the key things for run defense is being able to take on double teams and free up linebackers to make plays and just really hold in check the middle of not allow rushing lanes gaps anything like that to open Junior Tafuna, Keanu Tanuvasa, Samote Peppa, Aliki Vaimahi, David Fotu, Tanuvasa, I already mentioned him. All those guys do a great job of that. They are space eaters, and they also do a good job of on the pass plays, pushing the pocket so there's nowhere for the quarterback to step up. So you have those defensive ends who are capable of getting around the edge and just not letting quarterbacks escape the pocket, and you're, they're not able to step up in the pocket because you've got defensive tackles that are crowding that area. That's where this Utah defensive line does a good job. And because the defensive tackles do, and you also got a guy in Junior Tufuna just to shout him out again. Like the play Junior made last week still was, oh, when he had that, when he, I'm still not over him, forced that fumble and recovering himself against Oregon. That was unreal. That's the kind of plays that Junior Tufuna can make. Also, a play I didn't highlight, like just well, I'm speaking of plays I loved. How about Devon Vele's stiff arm? That was a angry run Kyle Brandt nominee, in my opinion, but. Yeah, that was that was fun to watch him just go out there. And, you know, physicality, we love that about Utah football in general. It's great to see, you know, the receivers, they they know that if they don't block, they're not getting the rock. So those guys are always about that and fun to see them get to show off that physicality when they actually make a catch, too, and get that opportunity on the outside because usually you don't see that kind of a nasty stiff arm from receivers. But Devon Valey and the Utah receivers capable of that because they know how to get physical on the outside with some of those defensive backs who don't always like to get physical, as that's kind of the stereotype about corners. Anyways, moving on from that. So, yeah, defensive tackles do a great job. And then you got linebackers in Karene Reed and Leovani Demuni who do a great job reading offenses. They're very smart. They're, shoot, they're able to shoot through those gaps. They're surefire tacklers. They do a good job in coverage as well. That's where they do a really good job. You got one of the best linebacker tandems in the in college. Not eh, Maybe not college football, but close. Eh, I would need to watch the rest of college football, I guess. I obviously only mainly focus on Utah. That was kind of a, a bold statement, but I have... I think they might be a top 10 linebacker duo. I, I say that even with Lander Barton out, I think Kareni Reed and DeMooney are playing at that well level. That, they might be. Like I said, that could be a little bit of a hot take. I, I need to do a little more research there, but I I know I'm really impressed with those guys as well. You can see even Kareni, this is the best year he's had, in my opinion. He's been good the last few years, of course. And DeMooney transitioned and been such a seamless fit for Utah defensively. And Lander was obviously executing at a high level too before his unfortunate injury. Then when you're looking back to the secondary I think then for Utah, you're looking at guys like the corners. I mean, this is another reason Utah's had success. The Utah pass rush is very good, one of the best in college football. There have been numerous coverage sacks for us because you got guys like Miles Battle. How fun was his interception? Mossing the the receiver for 
the Arizona State Sun Devils. Then you get JT Broughton, Zamaya Vaughn executing. Even Smith Snowden got in a little bit last game. Shout at him. But these are corners who, yes, will they get beat from time to time? Sure. Utah's defense bends, it bends at times. It never breaks. Or, I shouldn't say that because they give up some touchdowns. For the most part, they don't bend. And, they bend, but they don't break because that's happened a lot where teams working in the red zone. And even the one time they got in the red zone, that was a special teams issue, which we'll talk about that in a second. But that's where I'm just so impressed with the ability to stick with elite Pac-12 receivers on the outside like Vaughn, Broughton, and Battle have done a really good job. Teo Johnson, of course, in there too whenever he gets – when he's gotten a lot of opportunities this season too. So those guys' length, their ability to stick in man-to-man coverage, do a good job in zone too. Like there's tight window throws always to be had against corners, and that's where we saw Bo Nix make a few plays, and Michael Penix will probably make some next week too. But this is a good set of corners, and just because they give up some yards at times, which defensive backfield doesn't? So I really like Utah's corners on the outside, and it's part of the reason they've had defensive success is – been able to force coverage sacks or just, you know, quick checkdowns on third long because no one's open. And part of the reason, of course, no one's open and is because of the Utah safeties you got in Cole Bishop to Sione Vaki were also huge factors in Utah's run defense success with their ability to shine inside the box. Those are two guys that are just spectacular. I've talked glowingly about each of them so many times. Just surefire tacklers do a great job just taking on blockers, getting past them, bringing down ball carriers. They can get sacks even with pass rush, capable of taking the ball away on interceptions. Both do a good job making sure nothing gets behind them on the back end too. So elite safety play and same thing for Teo whenever they rotate him back there. So all those elite players paired with one of the best defensive coordinators in college football in Morgan Scally. I already talked about it a few weeks ago. If you want someone to stop Caleb Williams, I think the defensive coordinator you look to first is Morgan Scally because of what he's done for Utah this season. Um, or excuse me, not even this season, just overall. I mean, think about all the great performance last year against Caleb Williams and so many times shutting down the Oregon offense when they were hot coming into it. I know that was an Oregon team that really self-destructed, but still give Utah credit. They've done an outstanding job defensively, and that goes down from the play calling, whether it's the creative blitzes, the coverages, all the different things that Utah does that have led to their success. I, I'm loving what I'm seeing out of this Utah defense right now, and I don't think it's going to slow down anytime soon. So that's where I'm excited to see them get a huge test against Washington. They did not have a great game against Oregon, as we said, but they did some nice things defensively, particularly in the second half. So I'm curious how they'll do against the Huskies, especially because this is a Washington team that, you know, looked good against the USC defense, which offense doesn't. Struggled against Stanford, struggled against Arizona State. So that's where I'm curious to see what the impact is going to be for Utah defensively. Are they going to be able to hold Washington under 30 points? A daunting task, but one I think they're capable of. And we'll be breaking down the Huskies' offense this week because there is, there's a lot that goes into that. We're going to move into opponent observations in a moment. Really quick on the special team stuff. Yeah, that kickoff was just, you know, it's just one of those ones, poor tackling, poor angles, guys getting out of their lanes. That's just... And I'm okay. I'm glad it happened in this game because to me, that's a play as well where, okay, we made that mistake and we know we need to work on and really commit to correcting that this week. That's what I expect Utah to do. And I expect their kickoff coverage to be strong against Washington because just that extra reminder of like, we really need to have this down or else it's uh, it's not going to work out well for us. So that's something that'll be uh, be interesting to see how Utah execute special teams wise but i have confidence in it and i have confidence in utah's to keep this game close just in general so i'm excited to see how they will be performing this saturday against washington we'll be breaking that game down but first do want to talk about some opponent observations outside of utah's upcoming game with washington and we're going to be diving into that in one moment but first want to talk to you guys about one of the sponsors of today's episode of locked on utes in our friends at 
LinkedIn Talent Solutions. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. They help you find the right people for your team faster and for free. You guys can go over and add your job to the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. They have great tools like screening questions and just that make it really simple to focus on candidates with just the right skill set. And there are a lot of qualified candidates out there that are ready to get to work for your business today and even small businesses too because LinkedIn Jobs has been rated number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors by other small businesses. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash locked on college. That's LinkedIn.com slash locked on college. All caps, no spaces on locked on college for that promo code and terms and conditions do, of course, withstand or excuse me conditions apply <laughs> all righty let's jump back into uh to talk about some opponent observations and uh the opponent observation i really want to discuss is arizona right now i mean how about the wildcats they have just played a gauntlet of a schedule and here they are continuing to win it doesn't matter who they play yes they had the loss to usc they had the loss to washington USC offense was clicking at all times, and that was before Fifita really found his groove. If they played right now, I'd probably pick Arizona to win that game. But if you look at recently, they were the first, they, not the first ones, but they beat Washington. Washington ranked 19th at the time, still thought a really good team. They kind of were another team that helped the Huskies, not Huskies, but the Cougars really begin to spiral. Beat Oregon State 27 to 24. That's still a really good Oregon State team to me. They looked Colorado, they made Colorado look not so great last night for the majority of that game. And they beat UCLA 27 to 10. I know the Bruins have some issues offensively with the quarterback play, but I continue to be impressed by what they're doing. Coach Fish, shout out him, Fifita. They got talented receivers. The defense is playing hard. That is going to be a heck of a game for Utah. I know we're all, you know, there's scenarios for Utah to still get into the Pac-12 championship game. And obviously the main one we're focusing on is Washington this week. And that's the main one the team will be focusing on as well. But dang, when you're talking about like if Utah was to was able to beat Washington, like I could absolutely just see a letdown or regardless, like Utah could easily go 0-2 in these next two games. That's how good Arizona is. And at the beginning of the season, I said, I don't think so. I'll, I'll give Spencer McLaughlin uh, credit for that. He's been saying, he actually predicted that that would be a loss for Utah. I'm not predicting it's going to be a loss, of course. This is locked on Utes. But I do think it's a game that could be very interesting. And if you're telling me Utah lost it, absolutely could see that scenario. So very curious to see how Utah is going to do against that Arizona team. Once again, just so impressed by Fifita, Coach Fish, what they have going on right now. When you look at that game against UCLA, they scored a touchdown in every quarter except for the third. Fifita over 300 yards passing and three touchdowns to getting every, getting a lot of his different receivers involved, three players over 60 yards. And yeah, this Arizona team, tough out. Well, we didn't, those are always the surprises, right? Like who's going to be the tough out, who's not? And that's a surprising one. So that's my main one. Colorado's a mess right now. Pat Shermer was calling plays, former NFL head coach for them. And I didn't think he did a bad job, but they just got, you know, the offensive line issues there are so prevalent. And yeah, they, they got a lot of things that they're still trying to uh tried to get sorted out. So I'm very curious to see what uh what the status of that buffs team is. And as I mentioned on yesterday's show, like I'm just not gonna be surprised if Shador Sanders is ruled out for that game. It's taking a beating. I don't think you they're gonna be bowl eligible because I don't think they're gonna lose their next two games. So that's still only four wins going into week. Um, excuse me, going into the final week of the regular season. And yeah, that's where I'm really curious to see what that game looks like for Utah. But of course, it's fun to look ahead on the kind of future opponent observations. Utah's got a pretty potent one 
This Saturday, they're taking on the Washington Huskies, who are in the driver's seat of the Pac-12 teams to make the college football playoff. We'll be breaking down the Huskies and seeing what matchups could maybe favor Utah all week long. So make sure you guys stick with Locked On Utes. We'll see you tomorrow.